You look very strange when you put on chapstick. Yeah, something going on here. Her herpes. No, I don't think that's it. I ate an orange earlier, and I think it, like, irritated a little cut. I'm going to go pee real quick. Okay. Does it burn when you do that still? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. That's Jonathan Woolley wearing his amazing lumberjack shirt today. And I'm actually rocking true S3 merch here. Anyway, welcome back as always. It's always a pleasure. Today we're talking about Woolley's favorite manufacturer. Uh, just kidding. Well, Ford. We are talking about Ford, but it's definitely not our favorite manufacturer. They're in the news again. Um, apparently, the deadline passed for the whole EV uh, dealers converting over to EV kind of thing that they were talking about, um, which, of course, you know, was going to be a big investment on a lot of dealers. I can't really see a lot of them doing it. Anyway, the deadline has come and passed, and I don't think it went very well because they did extend it one time. And then you didn't really hear much more about it. And apparently it happened yesterday. And I think it was probably a bit of a whimper. I don't really have confirmation of that. It's more of a hunch that I have. Anyway, Willie, you wrote about this a little bit today, uh, yesterday. So take it away. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So this particular story started in mid-September when the CEO, Jim Farley, uh, announced that so basically it was kind of anticipated plans. He said, um, okay, so here's how we're going to do uh, our dealerships. If you, as a dealership, want to be able to sell Ford EVs into the future, um, you're basically going to have to be certified is what they call it. I think they call it Model E certification. Whatever, that's just semantics. But basically, he laid it out like this. He's like, all right, so top tier, uh, which I think they call the elite, or there's like tier one and tier two. So top tier is going to be about a $1.2 million investment. Some of that will go for necessary training and, and equipment and tools and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it is going to building uh, a charging network at your dealership, not just for the cars that you're selling or servicing, but for public use. So so Ford's, and this is smart, although kind of dirty, but smart. Like Ford's wisdom here is, hey, we've got a Ford dealer literally like in every town in America, right? So like, why don't we use those as charging stations? It's pretty brilliant. So uh, tier one, uh, you know, the big boy package, $1.2 million. Uh, tier two, about a half a million dollars and essentially half of the charging infrastructure um the thing is if you're tier one you get like dibs on the evs you get like the most allotment of evs for your dealership so you're going to be king dingling right if you're tier two you get some evs but you kind of get the leftovers and then if i don't know if i'm being totally fair with that you just don't get the same quantity and then if you don't um, pony up the money and invest in this stuff, then you get no EVs. And you're essentially just saying, I'm not going to sell EVs. And I think it's going to be like two years before you can, before Ford allows you to relook at that opportunity. Obviously, as, as I said in the article, and I made myself giggle, that obviously went over like a fart in an elevator, you know, <laughs> like was not popular. And this was in mid-September and he gave a deadline of Halloween. So 
he basically laid it all out on the table said this is the rules that we're going to play by and you have six weeks to decide if you're going to make this investment um he quickly pushed that deadline back because probably shit hit the fan behind the scenes and um he pushed it back to i think it was like december 2nd let's just say early december well and let's not forget that leading up to that there were a lot of negative comments toward dealerships that came out from Jim Farley himself. I mean, he at one point said, uh, we're going to we're going to sell direct. We don't want to sell EVs through dealers at all. And by the way, we're going 100 percent EV. So we really don't want to have Ford dealers. And then he kind of backed that up a little bit. But his way of backing it up was not even any better. He basically was like, we will still have dealers, but it will be what was his wording? It will be brutal on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so really setting the stage for dealers to not want to do business with him. And then he comes out asking for some shekels. Hey, I need your $1.2 million so we can, uh, you know, electrify your dealership so that you can sell EVs for us for the time being. And then we will know what we're going to do with you. Um, yeah, well, and can't imagine. I'll, I'll let you get back to it. But let's be clear before I forget to make this point, because it's a key point. What's going on here is that Ford is using their dealers to build their nationwide network of of chargers for Ford vehicles. They're trying to get that edge, um, but they're making their dealers pay for it. Now, take that as you will. To me, that seems, you know, pretty shrewd and and kind of unethical. Um, or, or depending on how you think, maybe that's just really smart. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of the underlying thing here is that Ford is using their dealers to try and build the network. They're like, you know what? We're going to get a nationwide network and they're going to pay for it if they want to be graced enough to sell our EVs. But then that that unravels a whole other thing because what EVs? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad idea. The dealership network has always been one of Ford's strongest attributes that they have as a company and they've been just shitting on it constantly for the past year and it's mostly because jim farley seems like a smart guy but he can't stop talking i guess is is the biggest thing he 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 constantly is saying the wrong things that get into the media and piss these dealers off um so it's a real problem and it's really wedged a big issue in between the dealers and Ford as the manufacturer and the brand. Um, Ford, and, and Ford's kind of getting it from all angles right now. Let's not forget that they're pissing off the dealers by going EV and the way that they're kind of doing the virtue signaling and everything. They're, they're, they're pissing off a lot of their traditionalist style customers. Um, the dealers themselves are at are you know they're 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 at arms with uh with Ford not only for that but also because you can't get the vehicles and because you can't get the vehicles now the dealers are charging too much for them which is causing another big uh you know rock in a hard place situation the vendors are flat out failing Ford especially on the EV side of things you just can't get materials so that they can't get products built on top of that the products that they can get built uh are are not the same you know so now we've got I don't know if you saw, but uh, the Mach-E, which just a couple of months ago was named Car of the Year, is now no longer even recommended by Consumer Reports. Did you see that? 
Well, yeah, after I kind of started writing this article, like, okay, like, yeah, there's a couple of facts that, like, probably people need to know leading into this. At the end of the day, that decision on whether to get certified or not, if you're a dealership, it's business, right? But, like, where are people buying EVs? Um, Currently, 1% of all the vehicles on the road in America, I think, um, are EVs, only 1%. And like 38% of that 1% is registered in California. So it's all right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you are a metropolitan dealership and or if you're in California, you probably need to do this. But if you're a smaller dealership or you're anywhere else in the United States, it doesn't make sense. The investment is way too big mm-hmm. to do this. Now, on top of that, Ford's saying, well, then you don't get to sell our EVs. And that's why I was making that joke a minute ago. What EVs? Like, yes, we know that they have the Mach-E. We know that they have the Lightning. But, like, they are BSing those numbers like you wouldn't believe. And I don't know exactly how, but the, I do know that there's a big difference between how many cars have deposits versus how many cars have actual orders versus how many cars have been delivered. Um, They've had tremendous shortages in product. They're not getting the cars out. And when the cars do get out, a lot of them are getting recalled. And this goes back to the Mach-E thing you were just mentioning because damn it, dude, like for the past year, the media has been doing nothing but praising this car and we've been kind of following the facts, like the car had problems right out of the gate. Well, not necessarily right out of the gate, but the problems that it did have was Ford could not control the cost of the battery because the batteries were made in China. So every month China was just raped in Ford and then Ford had to turn around and either take it or try and raise the price on the cars. And it got to be a really bad look. And then the recalls came. Um, there was the recall with sudden losses of power, which, They really did a good job of sweeping under the rug, but that resulted in like a stop sale. They say that it didn't, but you couldn't sell one if you were a dealer and it was on the lot. And then they didn't have an answer for the problem. And then the answer was very suspect because they're like, oh, it's just going to be an over the air update, which anybody that knows cars is like, wait, wait, wait. So you're detuning it, you know, like, so these contactors don't heat up and cause the car to lose all power. And then you went on their website and it was just like, oh, we sold out for 2022, but we'll take orders for 2023 in October or whatever it was. And it's like, this is total horseshit, you know? But but the media was going, car of the year. And it's like, how, what, what universe are we living in? But I mean, when you take all that into account, again, I think it comes down to the bigger dealerships and, and especially the ones in the urban areas and the you know, the New York's, the Atlanta's, the, obviously the California's, Dallas, maybe Nashville, you know, hip places and metro places. Yeah, they might need to do this because they are going to get customers. But then the rest of the country's not. But then what's going to happen when you're a Ford dealer that's not allowed to sell Ford EVs and somebody comes in with their Mach-E and goes, hi, I have a problem. My car is just not making any power anymore. It's just dead. They're going to go, town sand. Yeah, I mean, basically, because part of that whole investment is to get your your staff trained up on how to work on these things, which I'm still confused about because I don't think that 
I, I still haven't found anybody who actually knows how to work on these things. And I've seen people who know how to put them together on the assembly line, but that's really about it. Um, so I don't know, man, we're, we're walking into a whole new game here that a lot of people claim to know the rules to and how to perform, but I don't think that many people actually do. So, but that that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother situation. A lot more than Ford is, is dealing with that. Every manufacturer is going to be dealing with that right now. But the end of the day, what we're talking about here is Ford has pissed off their dealers and then in pissing them off, they're asking them for money and telling them that we're going to make you guys uh, redundant and expendable in the future. And it's not going over well. Like Willie said, it's probably going to work well in the inner cities and anywhere in California, but everywhere else, no, nah, well, man, not going to work. That that Ford dealership network that has made them such a strong corporation for so many years, they're in jeopardy of really losing this. I mean, I mean, think about this realistically. Just try to think about it for a minute. If you're a Ford dealer and you constantly hear Jim Farley saying all this stuff, I'm looking for a parachute, man. I'm looking for an exit plan. I'm calling Toyota and going, man, I'd sure love to have some Tundras on my lot today. Uh, screw these Lightnings and F-150s. Let me sell some Toyotas. I mean, I just, it, it, as, a, as a business person, it doesn't make sense to try to continue doing business with them. If you're thinking about trying to start a dealership, a franchise or whatever in a, in a growing town, are you going to be thinking about Ford? You're going to go, that comes with a 1.2 million. What? No, call Toyota. I, and that's not all. That's not all. Like Ford is also making them sell these at fixed pricing, which I guess, depending on what, you know, how you're looking at this, that's good with all the markups and BS that we're seeing from dealerships mm -hmm. these days. But from the dealer's perspective, that's bad because it's not a good markup. It's you're basically Ford is trying to get people to buy the cars online and the dealership becomes the one who receives it. They fluff the customer a little bit and hand them the keys and take a little commission for doing that. But like you're making it impossible on the dealerships. And here's another thing. Since Corona, we can argue that the dealership model has maybe forever changed. It used to be that you had a bunch of cars sitting on a lot and that first, you know, you, you gave people a variety to choose from. But now it seems that these manufacturers have learned to keep supply just under demand. You're not going to see a world anytime in the near future, I don't think, where you see 30 Mach-E's sitting on the lot. The batteries are too much. It's not going to happen. They can't afford to produce them in that kind of quantity and just throw them out there to dealers and then wait for them to sell. This is like a made-to-order type of basis. Yeah, absolutely. And and not to mention the fact that when 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 the market is acting accordingly, when the market is acting properly and pricing is around MSRP, which is where they're going to be forced to be with this fixed pricing thing, um, dealers really don't make much profit at all off of brand new vehicles, but they bank on the fact that you're going to come to them for oil changes and any type of service that needs to be done on the vehicle. These things don't have oil, you know, they're, they're, they're really not supposed to need very much service. So like at what point, where, where is the dealer's incentive? Where exactly are they going to make money? These buildings and these staffs, all this stuff's expensive. Not to mention the fact that you now have to take out a $1.2 million loan to jump onto the Ford EV charging market and to get your, your techs, you know, certified on working on EVs. It, it's just all kind of a bunch of, I, 
shenanigans is, I guess is the right word. It, it seems like a bad investment. I mean, you know, I have a friend that runs a bigger Ford dealership and he wasn't, I guess he's a, a manager of some sort. And he was like, yeah, I think we we're in on that. I think that, you know, that, that deadline was like in October and yet we did it because how can we not? He, and his perspective was, I think all the bigger dealerships are going to do it and the smaller ones in the rural areas are not. But I still don't understand. And he seems to think that their dealership sells a lot of EVs. Um, but I don't understand what is the incentive. Like, what is the incentive for these people? Even if, even if you sell a lot of EVs or you think you do, or even if you're in a metropolitan area, like, what is the incentive to spend that kind of money when you can sell 40 F-150s to every Mach-E? I just, I don't personally get it. I'm not in the dealership business. But to me, it would be infuriating that they're trying to basically give you an ultimate. I don't react well to ultimatums. You know what I mean? And that's what that is. I mean, he, Jim Farley's essentially playing, saying, you play by these rules or else you don't get mm -hmm. to play. That's the fastest way to make somebody like me do the exact opposite of what is intended. Yeah. Um... Like I said, man, Jim Farley seems like a nice, smart guy, but the way he comes off sometimes and the, the way that he seems to be running this company is very authoritarian, very dictatorship style. I looked, I looked, I looked it up. Jim Farley came in in October of 2020. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a trend in the data between when he came in and when the shit show started. Yeah. I know there's a lot of other things that would have contributed to the shit show, but uh, maybe it's just bad luck for him. But then that also, we were talking about this earlier, and I totally forgot till just now, that sets him up as the perfect fall guy. <laughs> yeah, this is funny, because me and you talk about this sometimes, of uh, what would you do in this situation as a businessman? How would you handle this? And that's a good point, because if I am on Ford's board. I'm a big time investor. You know, I'm paying very close attention to how our dealer network, our customers, the industry as a whole is reacting to the type of decisions that are being made in the way that we're implementing change. And I absolutely have a scapegoat, a fall guy in my hip pocket. Jim Farley, I'm sorry to say you are the scapegoat. If this goes south, I'm sorry. If this continues to go south for Ford, um, yeah, that's probably what'll happen. Well, if I had to guess, he would be the guy where they basically fire him to save face. He'll get a nice big severance package. Don't worry. His kids aren't going to starve. He will do very well at the end of that, if this happens, of course. But he would be the one that would be sacrificed to the great God, you know, to, to make sure that the Ford name lives on. And they would basically just say, he made a lot of really bad decisions. Let's put somebody else in there to go in there and kiss a bunch of ass and uh, make good on all the people that he pissed off. And let's just fix it. Let's go well, back to where three years ago and fix it. Yeah, that's the thing. The average person, the average consumer doesn't care. But if you're in a situation where the majority of your dealers are, are really pissed off, the only answer is to make him the fall guy yeah. because that's the only thing that's going to make the dealers go, well, okay, all right, 
you know, if he's gone, then let's talk. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, there's no other way. I don't see it. So I think, again, we're just talking here, but I think this has to go well for Jim Farley's sake. And I'm not sure that it is. Maybe we're blowing this out of proportion. You, you never get real answers from dealers because they're always being politically correct. But I just, yeah, I just refuse to believe that they are not completely irritated with this. I agree. And, and again, I don't think Ford's the only one going through this. This whole situation we're talking about with Jim Farley, for GM, Mary Bear is the scapegoat in that company, too. She might not know it yet, but she absolutely is. And it's a little bit telling that I didn't even know who the president of GM was until the week of Thanksgiving. He came out and basically walked back a lot of stuff that she said. So don't be surprised if she's closer to being the scapegoat than you think she is. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, another random thing I was thinking about, if you are a Ford EV owner, man, you're going to get caught up in this shit. Like, it's just not good business. You're going to. So so now if you're a Ford EV dealer, you cannot take your car to a local Ford dealership to if you're having an issue with it. you got to make sure that that Ford dealership is certified. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be caught up in this mess of dealerships going up. Nah, can't work on it. What the hell do you mean? It's a Ford. Nah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're getting caught up in their in their little political problems. It's stupid. Um, I guess to close it out, we do need to mention. All right, so the early December deadline has passed. We do not have official news on how that went, which kind of tells us what we need to know that it's not exactly a smashing success. Um, as a matter of fact, in I think three states. State officials have gotten involved in this now because the dealerships are so bent out of shape about it. Um, Connecticut is is the most reactive. There's a, a senator from Connecticut that has taken this to the FTC. Is that it? Federal Trade Commission, yeah. um, saying that you know there there are are there are legal implications here that there are are contracts amongst the franchisees or whatever all the legal jargon is that I don't understand, but basically they're saying, yo, they can't do that. Like, like, you know, they're, they're, they're out of line to say that they can do that. Um, so I guess we'll see how this goes, but government's getting involved, <laughs> you know, it's, so it's on that scale. Yeah. So now Ford is going to get tied up in litigation because like you were saying, just like there's a lot of like really, really hardcore pro union states out there, there are a lot of states that are really, really pro-dealer, and they don't care so much for the massive corporation. They just want to take care of the LLC or the corporation that's in their state, and they're going to do everything they can to actually do it. So yeah, I mean, their their voters, their their voters are pissed, so they're just going to bat for their voters. And their mm -hmm. voters are the dealership employees and the dealership owners. Um, I guess to close it out, man, just kind of summarize, I, you were telling me yesterday, and I thought it was wise, like, kind of how everybody's at fault here. It's not the dealers. It's, I mean, it is the dealers. It is Ford. It is. It's a lot of different bad practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can kind of point the finger at a lot of different people right now. The government for putting pressure on Ford and all the other manufacturers to do this so quickly and implement the change so fast. Ford for this list of reasons that we've gone through here, the dealers for price gouging and kind of just doing dumb things, 
um, all the vendors that supply the batteries and everything for Ford, politicians and bureaucrats for just kind of screwing this thing up and, and greasing palms and, and creating pressure where it maybe didn't need to happen. There's a lot of blame to go around. So we can't just blame Ford. We can't just blame Jim Farley. But uh, somebody's going to get the blame, I'll tell you that. When this is all said and done, someone's going to get blamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting time uh, to be a car enthusiast. And that's what we're trying to do is, is point this stuff out, man, because there's straight up soap operas going on behind the scenes here. I mean, this stuff is crazy. Like th this, this is movie quality stuff. And it's just, it's not really getting talked about a whole lot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, you know, we've done a couple articles on this. We did one in what early October, we did one when they extended it to December and we're following up now and we'll follow up as soon as we hear whatever, any sort of final call. I want to know who's in, who's out, like what percentage of the dealerships told them to pound sand and what percentage were like, yeah, we're in. Um, One of those things where no news is probably bad news, because I think that if they had overwhelming numbers of people jumping on board for this, um, they would tout it, they would brag about it. And I, that's not happening. Exactly. All right. Well, sign us off. Tell them about our app. All right. Well, if you guys made it this far, thank you as always for listening. If you haven't yet, please, please, please download the S3 app. It's available uh, for Android and Apple. It's easy to get. Just go to your app store, type in S3 magazine and download it. We're here. We're badass. We're always talking about this kind of stuff. We feature a lot of really awesome cars. We work on our own project cars. It's got a bunch of cool stuff. So please check it out. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.